<laughs> Glory. Let's give everybody a minute to chill out out there. It's gonna be okay. There are important changing changes coming to you. Loose! <laughs> Alrighty. Second coming is entirely celestial as it's written. We shall meet him in the air. The word air is heaven. We shall meet him in the heaven. And if you don't, you've rejected his second coming. Which is what the Church of Iniquity is doing in the earth right now. How you guys doing? Alrighty then. <laughs> Have you learned yet that the lion nature is real love? That's what the spirit's asking the earthly in the sand. You have not yet learned anything if you are standing on shifting sand. But on Christ, the mountain, solid rock, we stand. That's what Jesus said in the Bible. You know, this generational stuff we deal with, where it says, my human Christian ancestry is my standing point in the things of God. It's like, my traditions, my culture, my Christianity, my church, my denomination, my interpretation of scripture, my pastor, the house that trained my pastor. They say, what denomination is your pastor? That's what they ask. Last week I was asked what denomination believes that eagles are prophets and lions are apostles this is like from someone that's been around me for 41 years <laughs> and in all love in the line of the tribe of Judah who opens the seven seals of celestial Torah I looked at this person and said oh Woo! I didn't say nothing to him. I just went all chimpanzee. I can't believe the stuff human beings believe. Like, did you have a good rhetorical response to the question from the intellectual brain in the earthly? No, it's just, huh? What freaking language are human beings speaking now? It's dumb and dumber down here. <laughs> 
And no one's offended. Because if they're not religious, they still have a sense of humor. If they are religious, they have forfeited even that. And they keep a straight face watching Seinfeld. You know they're gone to the devil. If they keep a straight face when they watch Seinfeld. You know there's no hope for a person if they can't get comedy or the words of the joy of the Lord. I'm not talking about evil speech. I'm not talking about perversion. You see a lot of the memes now on Facebook and it's very perverted stuff everywhere. The Holy Ghost cringes at that stuff, guys. Holy Spirit hates immorality. Holy Spirit hates strange fire. Holy Spirit hates sand. He does. Why? Sand doctrine is shifting sand. It's like having confidence in God, but you're just going down into the sand like Dathan, swallowed up in the sand. Standing on the sand is you have all the things of God on your head because you've been listening to Rabbi Moses 40 years and you're still perishing into eternal silence. Which means interpretation of the Pentateuch, interpretation of the prophets, Ezekiel, Daniel, Jeremiah, all of them. Malachi, which was the only Italian prophet, the last book of the Old Testament, in the Mesoretic. Amen. Malachi. It's good. You know why? Why do we need the Italian prophets? Because Malachi chapter 4 has not yet been fulfilled yet. It hasn't. A lot of the minor prophets' prophecies, now we're talking the majority. The majority, if you study out prophecy, and you study the Mesoretic text, and you study the Pentateuch, and you study the Word of God, the Scriptures. What did the apostles call Scriptures? Old Testament. What did they say in the Bible? New Testament? That the Old Testament was useful for correction, teaching, and training in righteousness. Remember, there's no New Testament written until the 16th century AD. Printing press, okay? So, New Covenant, New Testament is very new, very, very new. All the apostles had for Scripture was the prophets and Moses. And they still had such a beautiful teaching today that it's quoted in every church in the world. But you need to understand, all they had was the Old Testament. And we're like, oh, we don't need it anymore because we have Peter's epistles. We have Paul's epistles. We have Rabbi Jesus in the red letters of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and my favorite, Revelation. We don't need the wisdom of the scriptures. You know, that's an argument amongst Pauline hyper-grace cults everywhere. We don't even need the wisdom of the prophets. We don't need Daniel. We don't need the minor prophets. We don't need the Italians, Malachi. We don't need Ezekiel. We don't need Jeremiah. We don't need lamentations for his joy comes in the morning. Not for you. You don't need it. Because you got some New Covenant hyper-grace Jesus that doesn't even need wisdom 
from Jeremiah. Now, this was everywhere, guys, and these factions and divisions, spin-offs from Messiah and his true apostolic teachings of the Lamb of God, this is so heretical, it would never be allowed in any of the apostles of the Lamb's houses or cities where they ministered in the first century. Nowhere. This is not even Christianity, guys. <laughs> when Paul, in the book of Acts, this is at the very end of his ministry, if you read the Bible, what did he do? Acts 28, he's in the synagogue doing what? Reading the scrolls of the Old Testament. That's what the Bible says. The very last book of Acts, Acts 28, Apostle Paul, former Pharisee, so he is the Pharisee of Pharisees. He's trained by Gamaliel, the greatest Jewish rabbi of rabbinical tradition of all time, according to the, a lot of rabbis today, that he was the greatest teacher of all time. It was the one that Jesus, the Messiah, constantly contradicted. There are still a lot of of the Jewish people today in their synagogues that teach that those who follow Messiah are donkeys. <laughs> and Messianic Christians are donkeys. These are the synagogues that are pro-choice, who have murals of the second day of creation, which God said was not good, that was the creation of hell. There's a reason why the Bible says Jesus Christ, creator of heaven and earth, who is yad heh vav -He Elohim, the one who spoke to Moses on the mountain face and face and gave him Torah, that now a people on the earth use to condone abortion, saying life begins at coming out of the womb and not the creation of the spark and the flash that scientists can now see at conception. So they advocate pro-choice in New York City synagogues. That's not true of synagogues in Israel. There is a civil war, not just in Christianity, where it's sand against mountain, but in Judaism, where there is conservative, which is mostly Israel, versus liberal, which is mostly the United States and London and some other places, but it's concentrated. The liberal Jews versus conservative Jews is mostly Israel. And it's not only Israel. There are conservative synagogues that agree that day two was bad. They agree with God. There's still conservative... Now, this is like the remnant of the Christians and the remnant of the Jews. This is... Romans 11, the ones that are about to be engrafted in. The ones that actually like Christians in Israel. And it's a lot of them, guys. It's not a small number. There's a lot of Jewish people with conservative values. Okay, you need to understand this because there's the good, there's the bad, there's the ugly, and then there's the really, really diabolical, which you can't even imagine. <laughs> which is really like Rothschild family. It's like a level of diabolical red dragon family of red magic, which is Moab, that you can't even comprehend right now, no matter your level of Christianity in the universe. You, there's throne room of red dragon 
Jews, and there's throne room of red dragon Christians all over America and all over the United Kingdom and all over Europe and all over Australia and all over even other places where they use a different religion. They use Buddhism. True. They can use Islam. Now listen to me. The ones that use world religions, I can see angels, angels sparkling right there by the camera. Thank you, heavenly hosts. Release. Bam! The ones that use world's religions, and I'm talking about all of them now, but they use them in the highest diabolical way through cosmic sorcery, through the abuse of the word of God. Okay? This is arch enemy. It's in Christianity, it's in Islam, it's in Buddhism, and it's also in Judaism. Now, as far as other religions that are not based on the Bible, they will have to receive the Bible. There is no Savior except Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. So only through Him can anyone be saved out of all the world's religions. Because Satan and his angels and the sorcerers of all nations first and foremost use religion to control their people. Right? Absolute truth anyhow. So, the conquering and the overcoming of the world's religions by the religion of Jesus Christ that's not religion at all. It's not religious at all. It's actually serving God the Father's throne like an angel. So, what's the difference? Obedience to the Father's throne or not? And if it's not obedient to the throne of God the Father who sent the angel of Yahweh to Mount Sinai to give Torah to Moses to instruct the people, which is Torah, means the instruction of the Word of God for the people learning how to serve the uncreated one who dwells in uncreated light, who is a light being who is uncreated, who created light the first day, let there be light, and then the fourth day, starlight, which all these world religions use to control the nations. Okay? Understand it now. You need this wisdom. It's called apostolic perspectives of what? heavenly Jerusalem where you learn Torah from who Moses yes and the lamb Moses has nothing to do with a lot of the modern Hebrew stuff in fact the truth is if Moses were to come to earth today he would not be able to read and write modern Hebrew it's a completely different written and spoken language. You know that? True The ancient Hebrew that Jesus spoke to Moses on Sinai is completely a dead language like Latin. True Now we can say it's dead because no one speaks it anymore, but you can study it. It's not like it's sealed off in the Vatican for only the black pope to have secret knowledge. You can learn about it. You have the 22 ancient letters of the Hebrew alphabet corresponding to your 22 chromosomes. 
and your spinal cord and the very existence of life in the heavens and life on the earth. How is there life in the heavens, you say? By God who said, let there be light. And there was light, and he said it was good. And in that light, he created a different light that's the abuse of all the things he created called stars. Okay? Genesis 1, apostolic foundations. So, in the third type of light, you have all the sorcerers of all Cain's bloodline, of all civilization, Nimrod the first. Abraham had to defeat Nimrod in his day to have champions and have a covenant with God. You're going to have to defeat Babylon the Great and Great Nimrod in your day to have a covenant with God. And you're not going to do it in the sand. You're going to do it on the mountain. Show me any covenant with anyone in the hall of faith, which is Hebrews 11, any of them that made a covenant with God that wasn't on the mountain. Show me one. Not even Jesus of Nazareth had a covenant with God except on the mountain. What do you think the mountain of transfiguration is? It's the covenant between Father and Son called the New Covenant. Can we just say the New Covenant? The New Covenant is between the Father in heaven and the Son on the mountain of earth. Okay? That's what Matthew says. Now, have you gone up the mountain to have a covenant with God? There's no covenant with God in the Torah of the Lamb of God for those who stand on shifting sand. He said about Israelites they had no covenant because they were on the sand. But the ones that came up the mountain had a covenant. They didn't understand the covenant at first. That's why Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until on high. Which means there has to be an on high in order to have an on high covenant with God. Which means a lot of Christians today simply have tradition. The assemblies of God is full of tradition. The church of God in Christ is full of tradition. The glory stream, as wild and fringe as many of us are, and I am like a fringe part of that group, very, very loosely associated like a black sheep in the denomination of the glory stream. And that's accurately what Red Letter Ministries is. Fringe pioneers of the glory stream, and it's not a denomination. What it is, is it's the training of the church age prophets and apostles. Okay? Truth anyhow, which means we keep pushing the envelope even further against what's already been established. We keep going higher, deeper, wider in the new covenant, like Star Trek, to boldly go! Where no man has gone before, where eagles dare. What is it? Where the ain't, where the ancient one dwells, and where the archangels are. That's where we dwell. That's where we go. Now, there's all kinds of resistance in this place tonight, and it's exceedingly difficult to speak these things to you because your heads are not in the heavens. And so, what I'm trying to do is break through rocks. The reason why I use different tones in my Torah is to release different colors, different emanations, Shekinahs, 
different lightnings, different anointings, different words that can break rock. Because Moses, or Rabbi, is not allowed to strike rock. Otherwise, we could just shoot you in the head, which would be good for a lot of you, because then you go to heaven and no longer be in the hell on earth you've created through rebellion. Just evangelists and assassins. One to get you saved, the other one blow your head off so you can go to heaven. But we're not allowed to do that, amen? But I do want to see Donald Trump bring forth public execution and air it on TV. Because <laughs> the Don is anti-false love, isn't he? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. You guys are all kinds of wiggling and wriggling out there today. Y'all need deliverance. Now listen to me. When you deal with this stuff in the heavenlies, you deal with it in yourself. You deal with it in your hearts, in your minds, and in your flesh. And all of you need more deliverance. Which means all of you need more ascension. All of you need more Torah. Which is the unfolding of the instruction of Jesus Christ. To inherit the promises of the book of Revelation. The promises of the book of Revelation have not been received by any Christian of any generation yet. And yet, they're out here complacent saying, I'm okay. My Torah's okay. My wisdom is good enough. I don't need any more from the crazy fringe people pressing the envelope controversial all the time. I can no longer walk with Red Letter Ministries. That's what a lot of people are saying. They're choosing the sand and they could no longer walk with him. John 666, it is written. Why? Because their inheritance is in the earth instead of the promised land that the Bible says is in the heavenlies. Now, Jesus said through his prophet Paul that they will meet me in the air. If you study air, it means heavens. So the second coming is going into the heavens and meeting him there like the prodigal son that met the father halfway. 1 John 5 says that you will have the father only in the heavens, but he is not on the earth. That's what the Bible says. That God the Father is not on the earth. So how is God the Father going to meet you halfway? Whee! By coming down from the heaven of heavens into the mid-heavens. Can we just say mid-heavens? Mid-heavens! Mid That's right! God the Father comes down. You go up and meet him halfway. Now I think only about couple dread champions on the planet right now can handle strong meat but it's plant-based amen it's plant-based meat processing plant-based for the mature they require meat which means what is inscribed before you were created not the dumb crap you put through the processing plant of your own meathead the meat that comes down from the uncreated one. So you're not a meathead Christian fighting the mountain of the meat of the wisdom that created heaven and earth. In Jesus' name. We want God the Father's meat, 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 
meat processing plant. Because what you have is your own interpretation down in the tradition of your denomination that you call solid meat. They will call the construction of their own Christianity, the construction of their own Jesus Christ, the construction of their own revival, they will call it meat. And while they're still eating it like quail in their mouths, they shall perish into the sand. Scripture says, Deuteronomy 4.24, Your God is an all-devouring fire. Okay. Uh Patty cake can't handle it. So why does the Bible say your God is an all-consuming fire and not my God or our God? Right? Deuteronomy 4.24 says your God. Why? Because Moses, his God, was not all-consuming. He was invincible on the mountain, so the angel of the Lord took him from the mountain. So the Bible says, ageless one, Moses. Deuteronomy 34, no wrinkle on his face. The angel of the Lord took him off the mountain. You can have any interpretation you want in your Gentile meatball brains, but the truth is, it represents the mountain of the Lord and invincibility. Old Testament is profitable for wisdom. On the mountain, the angel took him. On the sand, hell took them into eternal silence. That's why you are consumed. Your God is a devourer in the sand, which means the God you serve and made an image of in the sand, your Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, your interpretation of the New Testament will be your devourer in the sand representing the wilderness of the old earth in which you will be devoured by your God. It is written. On the mountain, there's no devourer. On the mountain, you're friends. Truth, anyhow. And the mountain, you learn the invincibility of the lion nature of yad heh vav heh Jesus Christ. In the sand, he comes down like a deliverer in Egypt. We cross the Red Sea. We got the Passover lamb over our doorposts. So we get over the angel of death. We get over Satan and his angels and the lying demons, the perverse demons, the sexual morality demons, and the religious demons in Egypt. Pharaoh and his firstborn, representing the offspring of demons and evil spirits from Cain's bloodline are overcome when you come out of Egypt. But what you get when you cross the Red Sea is God. So God's the devourer of wilderness Christianity. It ain't the devil. Right? That's what the Bible says. Very few Christians believe it. Otherwise, they'd be on this mountain like Captain Jack Sparrow looking for a rum barrel. They'd be sprinting to get up here. If you had any reverence, understanding, wisdom at all to save your souls, the mountain is the place to be. Now, the response to mountain teaching, the response to the Sephirotic tree of righteousness, which is called the creation of lights of Torah, Genesis 1. Genesis 1 in the day that God created, right? 
in the day God made the heavens and the earth. You would be sprinting to that teaching to save your souls from old earth if you had one drop of wisdom. If you had any actual wisdom that comes down, what does James say? Wisdom comes down from God above and is first of all pure. Then it is peace-loving. Amen? That's what the Bible says, that wisdom has to come down, which means wisdom is above, it's not below. The wisdom below, James says, is diabolical. It's the wisdom of Esau. It's red magic of Balaam. It's Edom. It's false Christianity. That's what we are wrestling in this perverse and adulterous generation of false Christianity, false New Testament, which is the generation of iniquity. Truth in you. So you have iniquity everywhere in the sand and there's no salvation there. None. It's just all made up. It's all delusion. It's all fantasy. It's all false Christianity. All of it. 100% Jesus Christ, the Torah of the Lamb of God. He said, those who stand on the sand are sifting and shifting. There on the sand, your God, your Jesus Christ, your New Testament is an all-devouring fire. On the solid rock, referencing the mountain. What mountain? Sinai? No, the fulfillment of Sinai. Jesus, the mountain of the rock of ages, which is Zion, which is the open revelation of the Father's light, the uncreated light, the Torah of God the Father. Oh, hallelujah. Open your hearts and minds and learn Torah from God the Father. Amen. And rise from the realm of the dead. Come off the sand and sprint for the mountain. First touch on the mountain is what? Stone to death. No, it did. Yes, it is. You get a cross when you touch the mountain. And unless you pick up your cross and follow me, you have no salvation. You're not saved in the sand. I don't care how much you name it, claim it, frame it, and blame it when it don't work. Your frustrations down there of all your trying and dying are an abomination. It's all strange fire, dead works, iniquity, and false love. It's all stolen glory. It's all the crap that runs off the mountain that you think's God, which is the scraps for the Canaanites, according to the Torah of the Lamb, which is the Torah of the Father. Amen? For the Lamb and the Father are one, which means the Word and the Father and the Holy Spirit in heaven, 1 John 5, right, are one, one. So you have Father's Torah, right, and then you have Moses' Torah, and the Bible says you need both. So when Jesus Christ said that Moses would be your judgment, he was saying that the creation of the lights would be your judgment. Right? I know in a church of iniquity, you think it's the do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs because you're delusional because the sand is the place of the serpent. The sand is the place of all the demons that you have yet to repent of and all of your opinions in humanity that you have yet to drive out of you. Genesis 3.24, the humans were driven out of God. Which means if you step one step into God, the human part of you is driven out. Right? 
That really reveals how few have stepped into uncreated light. Since the Bible says no human flesh can enjoy my uncreated light, my presence. Scripture. And all the human nature is looking for the scraps in the sand to have their own God down there, their own golden calf Jesus. Of course, it's not a golden calf. We're way too sophisticated for that. We all went to Bible college. We all go to church. We are Baptists. We are Pentecostals. We have really good Pentecostal doctrine. If it's in the sand and it's your belief system in the sand, it is the golden calf. You are golden calf worshipers in all your false Christianity if you're not on the mountain today. Truth anyhow. You are Edomites. There are Edomites. Then there are Israelites. And there's only two types of Christians in this Christian civil war of mountain versus sand. And until you know the difference, you're going to be in the sand. Ignorance of the people. So you've came out of Egypt, came out of just gross darkness. You got born again, crossed the Red Sea. Now you are under the instruction of rabbis who give you the instruction of the word that comes down from God. Called apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors. Man, there's opposition to this word tonight. Woo! We'll burn through it. The enemy hates Torah. Iniquity, sand Christianity, hates my guts. They can post something publicly, guys, that makes it look like it's not murder. They have murdered their apostles. These ones that are betraying me now, at this time, have full-blown murdered Jesus Christ the apostle on the mountain. They're not saved anymore. Truth anyhow. <laughs> Look at the people who crossed the Red Sea only to die in the sand. They are choosing the celestial coming or their own convinced arguments of his terrestrial coming. There is no terrestrial coming. His terrestrial coming is your potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. Jesus is not coming in his second coming as a lamb in the terrestrial apostolic doctrine we will meet him in the air which means you have to go up into the mid heavens blessed are they that overcome if you don't you have rejected jesus christ 100 percent in his second coming and that's what glory stream christians in rlm are doing right now truth in it so you have leaders of israel christian leaders korah was a leader you understand? Dathan was a leader. These were elders and leaders of Israel that stood up against Moses, against the apostle of God. Right? They made themselves equal to the man receiving cosmic instruction of the creation of lights of Genesis 1. You could call Moses the light bringer. Right? The lawgiver is his name or the light bringer. It's not Lucifer, it's Moses and the Lamb of God. I am the light of the world. I have come down from God. I can feel all of your immaturity getting nervous now when you start talking like that. That's good. You need that. Oh, we just, just lost a couple people online. Light bringer, oh, that's a Luciferian Freemason cult. 
Exact opposite. Woe to those who call righteousness wickedness. Jesus Christ Torah. Torah means teaching. The instruction of the Father's word. You needed Moses because you needed the instruction of lights. <laughs> There's the fulfillment of all the understanding of Leviticus too, but you're not ready for that. We'll get into that in 5, 10, 15, 25 years. Right now, you just need Genesis 1 to be saved from the sand. And that's exactly where all the bride of Christ that looks like a used tampon right now is at. Truth in you. Bride of Christ right now looks like a used tampon, like a paraplegic whore in the earth. It's mainly because of sand teachers. It ain't Red Letter Ministries' fault. It's your fault. All you pastors of the previous generation, all you false apostles of the previous generation, of the earthly, of the shifting sand. Her blood is on your heads. I am completely innocent. I have told the truth from the angels accurately at Joel's bar every day. When I'm wrong, I publicly admit it and I correct my Torah and I grow as a rabbi. Iron sharpens iron, buckwheat. Get a life. We're always students, which means our Torah, our gospel, is always growing in us. You don't start out perfect. You start out completely false. Moses started out in the false river Nile. His own nation shipped him down the Nile, representing the river of the red dragon of Samael, the Satan serpent rider of the kingdom of hell. That's what the Nile of Pharaoh represents, which means the apostolic is not birthed. Oh, and the beauty of Zion dripping with golden oil coming in like Jesus on the donkey, Hosanna in the highest. Ah! Exact opposite cassette. Born in the Nile, sold down a river, raised in the house of Satan by the necromancers Balaam. Right? You understand church history? By Balaam, and Janes and Jambres, the magicians of Pharaoh's house. That's who raised Moses. Get a life. Now he repented of all his magic arts, his necromancies that he was taught by satanic sorcerers. But he didn't, even as a young man at 40, have any understanding. He just had zeal without knowledge like all y'all. Still learning Torah. Still learning the instruction of the heavenly word that comes down from our father. So he kills the Egyptian taskmaster to save his people. Look, I'm a savior. He struck the rock, didn't he? With his own hand. And what was the response? Are you going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? Using his own outstretched hand, his own human ability. His own flesh and blood instead of God the Father and the Lamb. And so he's a total failure. He goes into exile. He runs for fear out of his life. Pharaoh's trying to kill him, so he runs. And he finds a different nation, becomes the king of that nation, and learns the ways of holiness and righteousness out there in the wilderness from the burning bush. He had all kinds of practice. 
with enemy nations. And finally, the angel came to him and said, Now it's time to also go back and save your people. And the angel spoke to him, who I know is the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. Who shall I say sent me? Sent me. Sent. Who shall I say apostolized me? Sent ones. I am yad hey vav hey. I am that I am sent you. I have made you God to Pharaoh. So he came down with the power and the ability of the sun, moon, and stars and performed the greatest signs and wonders from I am that I am in the instruction of the created lights called Torah. So all the demon worshippers, sorcerers, witches, and warlocks of Egypt that Pharaoh submitted to were pulverized by who? Creator, yad heh vav Elohim, who is Jesus Christ, the Creator. Pulverized. I mean, there has never been a nation in the history of the world. They're still bitter about it in the kingdom of hell. They're still angry about it. They're still offended by the flood. You know that? Demons, devils, and fallen angels. They're still offended by the floods of Noah. And they're still offended by the destruction of Pharaoh's Egypt from Moses' exodus. And that's why they try to kill Jews and there's anti-Semitism everywhere. Ask Adolf Hitler. They're still offended. Which means the devil do anything to kill Jews. To, get, to kill the offspring of Moses the offspring of the prophets, they're still offended by man and woman. You understand that? Woo-wee! So now I tell you, who cares if they're offended? Who cares if these Christian flakes are offended? You need to serve God on the mountain, obeying His word in the heavenly commandment. Listen, half of you cowards still cringe around like cowards around your spouses don't want to offend my wife don't want to offend my husband don't want to offend my uncles and aunties and my family cowards are outside the city gates cowards are outside the mountain first and foremost you cannot be a people pleaser in your first step on the mountain of the rock of ages to learn the wisdom of the ages who is creator yad heh vav Elohim. Jesus of Nazareth, same man, same exact man, the Passover lamb. He'll get you out of Egypt today. He'll get you across the Red Sea. You'll destroy your spiritual enemies in the pit and you'll overcome crack cocaine and murder and you can tr- trade in your machine guns for harps. Amen? Yes, you can trade in your machine guns, your Israeli-issued Uzis for the harps of David. Amen. You can trade in, flush your crack cocaine and your marijuana and your fentanyl and all your stupid alcoholism and all your stupid crap you do in Pharmakita and all the dumb stuff you do to escape to put bricks over your heads because it's so hard and I'm so wounded from my past. You can flush that down the toilet by the instruction of Torah tonight. Anything in you, around you, 
from darkness that's harming you, you can flush away in the water of the word today. Amen. One step on the mountain. Not just believing in Jesus, but now receiving the commandment of the Lion of the tribe of Judah. You came out by a lamb in Passover, but you go up by the Lion into the heavenlies for Pentecost, no, for tabernacles. For the tabernacles, the last feast that we are now fulfilling to end the Christian civil war of sand people versus mountain people, which I've been the leader of by God's own will since 2006. Truth in you, that's what I've been doing the whole time. Now you know. Separating the sand from the mountain, what happens when they're separated? Holy to the Lord on the mountain. Then the judgment can come against all the non-Christians. We want to bring judgment against the murderer, the adulterer, the rapist, the wicked politician, the corrupter of the financial systems, and all of the, the warlocks in London, and all the warlocks of the 13 crown families of the Illuminati and the deep state and all this stuff that we want judgment against. Listen, man, you're going to have it. But first, judgment begins in the house of God, which means there has to be a separation from the terrestrial worker of iniquity and the celestial obedient one of the heavenly commandment, which means you can't have both and have the never-ending revival prescribed. Most Christians today are anti-sacrifice and anti-leadership. Truth in here. They actually say the sign of their revival is that now there are no leaders, that we're all kumbaya equal down here. The exact antichrist message that says there's no value in maturing on the mountain stay in the sand and play patty cake sand people ministries worldwide and that's where 99 percent of the christians are at right now they're born again and they're baptized in the holy ghost they got the down payment but they're adulterers with it because they use it in the sand for their own meatheads instead of the solid meat of the mature that's already inscribed in the heavenly tablets that they've never read called the Lamb's Book, the Lamb's Torah, the Father's Torah, the words inscribed in heaven that man can't add to. At least not down in the sand. You might be a scribe of righteousness when you go up the mountain and be there and be wholly separated from the terrestrial into the celestial, as it is written, they shall meet me in the air, they shall meet me halfway, the mid-heavens. Blessed are the overcomers who get the archangel giftings of Revelation 2 and 3 if they come out of the terrestrial into the celestial through the Sephirotic path called Joel's army's blood moon. For the moon shall be turned to blood. You don't have a blood moon in the terrestrial. You have your own calf down there of false Jesus, false Holy Spirit, leaderless iniquity with no sacrificial system. Zero, zero, zero obedience to the lawgiver on the mountain. What did Jesus Christ say in the red letters? You only love me if you obey my commandments. Which means iniquity is the purest form of hatred towards Messiah. Sand creatures that hate the mountain, that refuse to go up the mountain, hate Messiah. 
They say they love him, they just love his stuff. Him as a person who's a lawgiver, the creator, he is the Torah himself. He is the stars themselves. He is the clothing of heaven himself, and he is the uncreated one, for he is manifest in all three lights of his own creation as creator Jesus Christ. So you like his stuff because you're Pharisees. Pharisees liked all the things that came from God. They loved studying his book. They loved teaching from his book, but they hated the person whom he is. You understand that? So they're dead letter ministries and not red letter ministries, right? Yes, correct. They're dead letter instead of red letter. Red letter is the living, breathing man, Christ Jesus. He is the mountain. He is the moon. He is the blood moon. He is Yasad. He is the whole Sephirotic tree. He is Keter. He is the crown. Blessed are they that overcome, for I will give him a crown. What's the word for crown? Keter. What's Keter? The Jewish Hebrew word for Uranus. The crown of Father God's will with his lightnings and his leadership for those on the mountain. Which means they hate the will of God and they hate the commandment of the lion on the mountain. Remember, he manifested himself as lion on the mountain, but as lamb in Egypt. So a people of Edom and Esau Christianity still loves the lamb form in Egypt and has rejected the lion form on the mountain. This generation has rejected his second coming entirely, says the Lord. Truth or not? Where are they going? Hell. Why? Because these will be like the days of Noah. I'm so glad you asked. That's the question. How will they go to hell? They'll go to hell like those who rejected the mountain in the first exodus, in the celestial second coming exodus of God himself, Jesus Christ, the Lion of Judah, who is invincible in the heavens already. You just haven't risen to him, so you don't know him at all. You're not on the mountain. You haven't sacrificed and driven the human being out of your spirit, driven the human being out of your soul. You haven't driven the human being out of your flesh to have slush to flesh. You're still human. You're unspiritual, earthly demons. You're demons. You've sided with the snakes of Egypt in the sand, so to hell you will go forever. With Satan and his angels forever, says the Lord. If you come on the mountain, you're saved. Now grow on the mountain. You could slide down the mountain at any time in this life. Rick Joyner Final Quest series. It is written. That's scripture. He's quoting scripture that be weary, leery, and aware that you stand lest you fall. Which means be sober and vigilant that you're standing on the mountain and not just in delusion in the sand of your own opinion about everything. In your human nature. One common characteristic of all those who have forsaken me in the Judas Iscariot company that's opposed me since 2006 is that they all are filled with sand teachings. They're not in agreement in the sand. They're all filled with human opinions. There's no unity in Judas Iscariot company. Have you noticed that yet? It's all human. And a group of people that refuse to drive out the human being from their spirit, soul, and flesh and obey Torah of God the Father. Commandments. Love me, you say you love me, you know, these 
right after they betray me, and I've read this about 25,000 times, and this betraying Jesus, it's not like I take it personal, it's how they feel towards the lion nature that I've ministered from for 17 years. They say, I really love you. That's what they always say. I really love you, Brandon. That's what they always say. I love you, Brandon. But, you know, but, but this, and it's always human. 100% of the time, the human being forsakes the living being, Jesus Christ. The human being is superior to God. Every single time in their head that is dead, because they disobeyed what they read, they forsake him and cling to self-rule. What is Antichrist? What is anti-apostolic chieftains of Bob Jones' actual prophecy of the apostles coming forth in celestial maturity? That this church is a bunch of whores that is rejected already anyway. They're going to burn. They're in judgment right now. Truth in hell. Horror Babylon revival. That's what they're having. For angels will burn them up in the sand. The sand is burning and it will begin to burn everything that can be burned in the sand of the earth. And as it begins to burn and it's different than what they thought it was, the mountain will begin to be clear as the iniquity of the earthly burns. As the human burns. In the days of Noah, it wasn't lukewarm water. Have you ever wondered that? Well, how can they just swim? Why couldn't they just swim? Well, I mean, there's like a billion people on earth, according to all Bible scholars. There's a billion people on earth in the days of Noah. Why couldn't they just swim? They had advanced civilizations all over the earth. Because the water was boiling. It ripped the skin off their flesh. Then it proceeded to rip the flesh off their bones. They were filleted by boiling waters. My second coming be like the days of Noah, which means you'll be filleted by fire. Fire waters. And it's not going to be physical. It's going to be celestial. It'll be the sun shining seven times brighter. Isaiah 30, fulfilled in a second coming. Most of the prophecies of the prophets are all about a second coming. About one-tenth or his first coming. So the second coming is all lion, celestial lion. Yeah, invincible, heavenly lion of the mid-heavens, of the angel preaching the gospel in mid-heavens, mid-air. Now, the earthly is all about the Passover lamb, because you like the lamb because you can kill it and then smear his blood on your doorpost, which is, you're still in control in Egypt about all the things of God. Right? You yourselves killed the lamb. Right? We like a Christianity of the Passover lamb because we kill the lamb to smear the blood. See that? Now, in the wilderness, you realize, oh my God, he only did that because it was the first stage of salvation out of the kingdom of hell and out of the curse of the fall. Now I have to actually drive myself out just like he was slain, be crucified with Christ. So immediately after lamb, you go into lion training which is slaying your own self, driving your own self out of your spirit, soul, and flesh. And this is where they die in the wilderness. And if you study church history, I would say accurately about 100% have died in the wilderness. About 100%. Why? 
because they reject lion forms. It's always some offended human pride that says that is too much father god's belief systems are so radical i can't agree with that i cling to passover lamb that i can kill doctrines and theologies like my stuffed animal jesus like the cross that i put up in my church building like the roof that i put over my own doctrines and all of my stuff right church age christianity will burn and every real prophet should be glad about it every false prophet is offended and becomes their true form satanic murderers as you've seen to everyone who's murdered red letter ministries pioneering the apostolic chieftains since 2006 and have yet to be honored or respected by the church do you think i care does it look like i care i'm respected and honored in the church of the firstborn in heaven piss off and die amen Truth in you, piss off and die in the sand, or come on the mountain and burn like animals. That's your only choice here. One is eternal damnation, the other is eternal salvation. Now people that are delusional in sand because they've had Passover lamb, they think that they can stay saved in the sand just with their Egypt and Red Sea experiences. Have you noticed that? How many of y'all know that's anti apostles of the lamb teaching that's why they're so confident in the sand because they had a real conversion in egypt they watched the blood of the lamb save them from the angel of death under pharaoh in hell right is are you guys alive out there doesn't feel like it oh jesus now red sea is a real place too in your conversion and so since that was so real that he parted the Red Sea so that you came out of smoke and crack and jerking off to pornography, at least half of you, into a place of the wilderness to deal with the mountain to be trained in the holiness of God, listen, so there's a real path that has been paved for you by angels and by the Holy Spirit out of hell into heaven. But you're not in heaven when you're in the earth. You're not in the promised land in the earth. We have turned the wilderness, the sand, into all Christianity of the church age, and that is arch enemy, and that's what's being marked for slaughter during these days. Revival is judgment. I would call it more accurately judgment upon the church of iniquity in all the earth right now. This is the final burning away of the church age in all the earth. For the true expression of the kingdom age of who Jesus is in lion form, the king of Israel, to come down from above through the teachings of the mountain of fire that 99.99% of Christians have never stepped one foot on because they haven't even begun to drive the human out to have any true wisdom of the cross of his blood and how that's the sheep gate to the father right oh my gosh it feels like it's falling on deaf ears I mean can I just get an amen, amen. alright thank you it's okay to be alive out there. I need your spirits to get all this too. I really want you guys to make it. It really uh, grieves me. I can feel the grieving of God of how hardened minds and hearts are to receive heavenly teaching and instruction and wisdom that's higher than you. We have to plow our hearts and plow our minds of so many rocks 
we're hard-headed we don't listen it's almost like we're so demon possessed out here that the snakes turn off our ears so we can't even hear wisdom down from God to deliver us from our own demons and our own sin most important thing is you get the snakes out of your ears the spirit and the bride say come and drink the celestial bride the overcomers realms of those that have the archangels and their planetary powers and stations for in every overcomers gift you are given an archangel in revelation 2 and 3 you are not operating in the morning star until you have the archangel the morning star you're not operating in the crown unless you have the archangel the crown which are the archangels of the sephirotic tree the archangels of uranus the archangels of mercury the archangels of jupiter the archangels of Pluto, the archangels of Saturn and Neptune, the archangel of the sun, the archangel of the moon, the archangel of Venus, the archangel of Mercury, the archangel of the moon, the archangel of the earth. You're not getting any of the overcomers' gifts working in your life except through archangels. Do you understand? They are the angel-like children of God, therefore they shall never die. What does that mean? They begun to live in the celestial realm of two-thirds angels and the one-third are getting burnt up and all their offspring down here on the earth and charismatic church of iniquity is burning and it's judged into hell and God's not interested in saving any of it. He wants to see who will come out of her, my people. And who will love iniquity and who will love the mountain of righteousness. That's the only question heaven is asking this generation. Do you choose the sand, all Christians, on earth? Do you choose the sand of the earth or the mountain of heaven? Will you reject his second coming on the mountain and die in the sand of the earth by being workers of iniquity and loving stolen glory and false love? And you will not go to heaven. You'll go to hell with Satan and his angels for eternity, says the Lord. Okay? All right. Truth in you. How can you say such things? Because it's the Torah of God the Father and you're deceived. And the truth will set you free. Babylon has fallen. Revelation 18. This is what the angel gave me today. After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven. All angels come down from heaven. You will see angels ascending and descending. Right? When was the last time you saw the angels ascending and descending? Are you blind? Why are you blind? Because you haven't purchased ISAP, because you're not on the mountain, you're still in the sand, says the Lord. I saw another angel coming down from heaven, possessing great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his splendor and radiance. How do we get the splendor? How do we get the radiance? How do we get the manifestations of the Shekinah and the remaining? Coming down from heaven with a great angel the archangels of the Sephirotic tree of Moses that has nothing to do with the perversions of the planetary spheres and abilities of the cosmos that the sorcerers and the warlock have used because Christians have remained earthly and not heavenly. That's because of immaturity that you forfeit your, your entire destiny and your entire ability as Christians, as sons and daughters of God, because you have not climbed the mountain to have a blood moon. I mean, you didn't do anything with the lamb. You didn't do anything with the lion's ability. You remained human and you didn't drive the human out. So you die in the wilderness as pagans and you go into eternal silence, says the Lord. Now, if you come up the mountain instead of stay in the valley, you get all of these abilities. You become more angelic 
than Animalic. What do you think overcoming is? What do you think conquering is? What are you conquering? Your human spirit. What are you conquering? Your human soul. What are you conquering? Your human flesh. If you haven't driven them out by rising on the mountain, carrying his cross, and following your angels assigned you up the mountain who help you inherit salvation on the mountain, you will not even be saved in these days. They'll say, but Lord, but Lord, we had 24-7 praise and worship. We felt your presence. We did signs, miracles, and wonders and healings in your name. We drove out demons. He says, you're sand dwellers. You never came up the mountain. You rejected my entire Torah and created a Christianity for the animal and the mark of the beast, the animal nature, the human nature, the earthly nature, instead of becoming his nature into the heavenlies, becoming like Yahweh, angel like children of the resurrection. You've rejected the resurrection. You've rejected his second coming. You've rejected his entire eternal nature as lion, king of Israel, lion of the tribe of Judah. King of the Jews, King of the cosmos, King of the stars, creator of everything. All the second coming prophecies of the lion nature of Jesus Christ are rejected in this generation of iniquity. They're choosing patty cake in the valley. And they have made the prophets and apostles of the mountain their enemies. And they choose leaders for themselves and self-rule that will allow no sacrifice to the holy mountain. That they will allow no leaders into the holy mountain. It was prophesied of you whores long ago that you will perish into eternal silence. And all your belief systems will go with your fathers, the devils, into the lake of fire. Unless you rise on the mountain and slay your human nature there. And as you progressively climb Mount Zion, which is called Calvary, carrying your cross from glory to glory, you can still slide even if you walked with us halfway up. Those who turn back are not worthy of me. Torah of Jesus Christ. Teaching of the Lamb of God. Red letters. Which means you have to keep going up on the mountain. If you turn back, what does the Bible say? Remember Lot's wife, book of Hebrews. She looked back, became bitter, and died. Woo, <laughs> I saw my hand disappear and go into these clouds behind me. Look at that. We're a match today. Like, <laughs> It's a good background you have today. Some people can only come in and enjoy the colors. God allows that in your childhood. Some people only come in, don't even speak English, and they just enjoy the vibration in my words. You know that? We have people listening that don't speak English in other nations for years and years and years, for 15 years, and once in a while I'll get a message from foreigners that don't speak American English, that don't speak Minnesotan, and they say, I don't have any idea what you're saying. I literally don't even speak English. But I can feel the glory. That's precious, isn't it? They're so dead that they have no hearing or seeing ability because they're dead in their sin. 
but they're sensitive to feeling because you have to first, some of you are so gone in lust and pride and religion and adultery that you have to first just heal your feeler, right, which is your spirit right here. You know that? So once your spirit's sensitive, be like, okay, I got to guard that pearl now. At least I can feel him a little bit. Now your other senses begin to awaken through all the adultery and perversion and idolatry of human being in your heart, and then all of it's driven out of your head, and you get your senses back lastly. Now you're not just blind faith tech non-Christians. You're seers. You've purchased ISAF by climbing the mountain. In fact, Scripture teaches... Revelation 3, not a single overcomer that inherits salvation in these days will not be a seer. So the blind down there judging the seers, you know how blind they are. It's pretty bad. Half of you thought they were Christians. For 10 years, they'd grieve me weekly, and all y'all are so blind for a lack of purchase in ISAF, you're surprised by this. What does that say about your maturity? says you're still on the sand guys the invitation is come up the mountain and be here well how do you be here on the mountain it means you stay on the fire and you roast and you toast and you bake and you quake all the human out of your spirit all the human out of your soul you talk differently why because god's driving the human being out of you <laughs> when you get under the authority of the real apostles of the lamb which the Bible says is in the heavens. Why? Because the, the pearls are in the heavens. They're not on earth. There's no Torah on earth. The Bible says the word is in the heavens. First, uh, That's written in 1 John 5. There's no Torah on earth. Just dead letter ministries. Red letter ministries from the mountaintop where I started teaching out of the Holy Spirit from above in 2006 to get into the river and go up in the river and go from glory. What's the original message of RLM? We go from glory to glory. We go from glory to... That's how we were founded, right? Yes, correct, accurate truth. Founded in the river, Elijah below, Sandalphon above. Elijah below, that's the river below that gets you up into the river. What's the... The blood that's flowing on the mountain of the Lamb of God where he's crucified. And this is the blood of the everlasting covenant. As you drink it, it drives the human out. If you're drinking the cups of demons down in the sand, the human remains. That's how I know you're a bunch of prostitutes to evil spirits fornicating, having sex with demons. Yeah, you. Your evil spirits are more intimate with you in the sand than the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people can't handle that. They say, oh, I'm good in the sand. I don't do anything externally wrong, Brandon. Now, listen to me. God the Father says, He sees the heart. And the heart that is still on the sand, shifting sand ministries, shifting sand iniquities, is immoral with scorpions and snakes and foreign nations' gods. Which means you're fornicating. Okay, sex ed. You're having sex with demons. And that's why you're accursed and still blind because your senses are filled with the sperm and the eggs of demons. You're crusted over by the sperm of demons, by the procreation with fallen angels and demons and evil spirits. And 
That's the truth anyhow. That's why there's such a reproduction of the seed of the evil one of the flesh of Galatians 5, which is seed, bearing forth seed after its own kind, which is demons and evil spirits, that they have so produced in their flesh the evil one that they can't listen to the Holy One and they've made the Holy One and His Word and His spiritual offspring their enemy because they're fornicators with devils. And that's all of you in this place. You're still having sex with demons. That's why you're so low in the Sephirotic tree. Truth anyhow. Esau produced the Edomites through the fornication of devils and the rejection of the blood of the Lamb's inheritance through Seth. Understand it now. You are producing fruit after the kind of seed What's the word for a seed? Old Testament, New Testament? Sperm of the spirits you're allowing to influence your senses. So you're fucking devils. You're fucking demons. Truth anyhow. I know you are because you're demon possessed through sexual immorality with devils. And that's to put it in lion terms because it's the truth anyhow. And these same ones that fuck devils night and day are accusing us of all kinds of sins. Well, we'll see, won't we? With mountain versus sin, we, oh, we will see. You say that you see, so Jesus said that now your judgment is complete, that you have chosen that form of seeing in sand instead of purchasing ISAF on the mountain. You need to hear that because it's that severe the betrayal of the mountain in the wilderness is fucking demons. Fucking demons ministries worldwide, international. And that's the truth anyhow. You whores of Babylon. Amen. And he shouted with a mighty voice saying, Fallen, fallen, certainly to be destroyed is Babylon, Edom, sand Christianity. Those that are leaderless without sacrifice. Those who have constructed a golden image of Jesus and the Spirit in the earth. <laughs> and they think the scraps that come on the mountain is the presence. Oh yeah. Watch what happens, y'all. Watch, watch, watch. And learn and let the fear of the Lord and the fear of His King, which is His Apostle on the mountain. The fear of the leaders is healthy, y'all. That's what Proverbs says. The fear, fear the Lord and fear his king. Which means if you don't fear the apostles and prophets, there's no fear of the Lord before your eyes. I don't fear men. These aren't men. They're hollowed to the Lord on the mountain. They're temples of yad heh vav -Heh, Seven spirits blazing as a celestial menorah. If you can't fear the vessel, you're never going to fear God the Father. You're just delusional in the sand full of snakes having sex with demons. Truth anyhow, and that's exactly what we're dealing with in this house in Minneapolis right now, says the Lord. <laughs> so just be filleted by the cross. Listen, the same animosity that God had towards the first family of Cain and the producing of giants and Nephilim and all the ziggurats of the pyramids that were drowned in the floods of Noah, where the waters were so hot it ripped their skin off and then ripped their flesh off their bones. That same animosity... The enemy was offended and ripped Jesus of Nazareth's skin off on the cross because they remembered. 
They remembered what that man did to them a couple thousand years earlier. And they put the same intensity into him that he did to them. Truth in you. So God allowed the same veracity of the boiling waters of Noah's day to come through demons, devils, evil spirits, and Cain's seed that chanted, crucify him, crucify him, upon the spotless, perfect Lamb of God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah of the world. Okay? So if the Father allowed the devil to do that to his perfect son, imagine what the Father now wants to do to the devils that did that to Jesus. There is no ability for you to comprehend that measure of anger, that measure of wrath. It's called the wrath of the Lamb, isn't it? Last book of the Bible, Wrath of the Lamb. That is what's going to be poured out on the devils, their sons and daughters, iniquity, those who choose sand against mountain. It will be like the sun shining seven times brighter in an intensity that peels skin off of flesh and rips flesh off of bones because it's prophesied that will happen in his second coming. But those on the mountain who have driven out the human being, guess what they're going to have? Eternal jubilation. Eternal peace. Eternal prosperity. So simultaneously on the mountain, and this hasn't happened yet, the false comes first to be burned away, which is all the iniquity happening in the earth right now. Then on the mountain, the true will come forth lastly, as Jesus Christ said in John chapter 5, all who came before me were thieves and robbers, it is written. Amen? Truth anyhow, all who came before me are thieves and robbers, red letters, Jesus Christ, John chapter 5. So they want to steal the apostles' inheritance, the, the mature ones' inheritance. They want to, you know, what's going to happen? The only thing that's going to be stolen is their very lives from them. The only thing that's going to be stolen from them is, is their humanity from them, their life and their breath and their blood from them. And those that don't rise through the judgments of iniquity will all go to hell in these days. And many of them, you people, are so deceived and delusional, you thought they were good Christians. You thought that they might have even been obedient to Red Letter Ministries. That's how far gone you are in your discernment. So you should seriously check yourself before you wreck yourself and come up higher and purchase ISAV because it is bad. The blindness of even those listening to the apostles is severe. It is maddening. <laughs> so that there's almost no obedience in the whole world right now. Truth in you. Almost zero obedience in the whole world right now. Only dishonor to the mountain, but honor where no honor is due to the sand. Truth in you. So woe to a people who call righteousness wickedness and wickedness righteousness. And I notice it's just a whole mass of workers of iniquity, a whole mass of strange fire, major strange fire. It's all the most anti-apostolic leadership, anti-cross people that haven't sacrificed anything on the mountain that God receives at all are the ones that are all involved in this nonsense. Now, there's gifts that are irrevocable that y'all, all y'all think that might vindicate people that had awesome glory stream ministries. You're delusional. Absolutely deceived. 
The gift is irrevocable. It has nothing to do with the character of the person's heart or their status in angelic ranking. Status of angelic ranking. That's what God sees. The status of the development of Messiah, the uncreated angel of the Lord, Christ in you, be fully formed, a labor amongst you, apostolic ministry, worldwide, international. And God's looking at that, and that's the only thing God's looking at. We're looking at everything else on the outside like bewitched idiots. God's looking for maturity of Christ being fully formed in us. The exact opposite of this false revival in the earth in Kentucky. Truth in you. The exact opposite. A revival that's anti-maturity, anti-mountain, anti-leadership, and anti-sacrificial offerings that God requires. Right? It's exactly what's going on, guys. And most of y'all just go in the wide path of destruction. Your angels are leading you there in bundles to be burned as workers of iniquity. Now I know people think we're fringe. or I know most of you won't believe me or receive this word. Because you're too far gone in bewitchment and iniquity and you've never obeyed me thus far. Why would you obey me now? You don't bring sacrifices and offerings on the mountain to the feet of the apostles of the Lamb. So why are you going to do anything now? They're going to go from bad to worse. The sand people shall go from bad to worse. And the righteous mountain people shall go from glory to glory only. So let the wicked continue to be wicked and let the righteous continue to be righteous. It is written. Amen? Amen. For all the nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual morality, Revelation 18, and the kings and political leaders of Christianity of the earth have committed immorality in her false love. That's exactly what it means. And the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of the economic power of her sensuous luxury, which is all sand Christianity, which is about a trillion dollar market on planet earth. Okay? Riches of real estate, Vatican, do you know that? Mm -hmm. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not be a partner in her sins and receive her plagues. For her sins, crimes, and transgressions, speaking about earthly Christianity, sand Christianity, have piled up as high as heaven. The mountain burns that stuff up first step up, up on it. You understand that? The mountain burns that stuff up first step up on it. The sand, it piles up to heaven. There's no actual purification. There's no actual consecration. None of it. But you have the blood and you have the Red Sea experience, so you're totally deceived. And God has remembered her wickedness and crimes for judgment. Repaid to her even as she has repaid others and pay back to her double her torment in accordance with what she has done in the cup of sin and suffering, which she mixed, mix a double portion of perfect justice for her. So the mountain is going to judge the sand. Okay, that's what's already begun. That's what we're doing here. The mountain of the apostles of the Lamb are judging the false leaders that don't have leaders, and the false Christians who practice iniquity instead of righteousness in the sand. That has to happen first. They all must die in the sand. We don't want them to die in the sand. They can come up the mountain anytime. Okay? But they will all die in the sand. That must happen first in order to deal with the unbelievers. Truth anyhow. To the degree that she glorified herself, self-rule, and reveled and gloated in her sensuality, false love, she deliciously and luxuriously, luxuriously to that same degree imposes 
on her the torment and anguish and mourning and grief, for in her heart she boasts, I sit as the queen on a throne. Self-rule. Self-promoted, right? The sand is all self-promotion. The sand is the place of all iniquity. I sit on a throne as a queen. It's like those who say they're prophets and apostles in the sand and haven't even stepped on the mountain. About 99% of the people on YouTube and Facebook right now. The ones that never have to deal with any kind of actual persecution of devils because their father is the devil. Truth in you. For this reason, in a single day, just say single day, right now, single day, her plagues, afflictions, calamities will come, pestilence, mourning, famine, and she will be burned up with fire and completely consumed. Can we just release this judgment from this apostleship right now? Let's just say completely consumed. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Completely consumed with celestial fire of the lion of the tribe of Judah that they have completely rejected. So they'll be completely consumed by completely rejecting the mountain of the lion nature of Jesus Christ. For strong and powerful is the Lord God who judges her. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Ha, 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 ha. Strong and powerful is the Lord God who judges you. non-sacrifice to excited sacrifice to the apostles of the Lamb on the mountain. The Bible prescribes that the Shekinah will not remain visible until all the money of the covenant people is consecrated to the government of the mountain. So begin to consecrate your life as you rise on the mountain in your financial sacrifices laid down at the feet of the Apostles of the Lamb at Red Letter Ministries. Amen.
Thank you.